0: The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined?
1: Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official health care partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution.
0: Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com
1: sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. Hello everyone, welcome back to the set on the Gallagher Chats Network. The winter transfer window is coming to an end and Lonecastle United have made some decent moves and as we come to the final third of the season we'll be looking to kick on because we still are at risk of potentially sneaking back into the relegation places because we like to make it hard for ourselves. Next challenge is a game that we'll be looking to win but the games that we should win this year we haven't and the games that we shouldn't have won we have. Um, And that team coming up against us this time is Norwich. A team that absolutely demolished us at the start of the season and um, and someone who predicted it is tom from along Come norwich who's with us again today thanks for coming on you're very welcome so earlier in the season you said that um staying up would be nice but it wasn't exactly the main priority. The main thing for Norwich fans was to keep playing the attacking style of football, attractive football. Keep the Norwich identity, which you've built up in the Championship. Is that still the case now, when you're six points adrift? Or yeah, hundred percent.
2: Still... I mean, and and we've done exactly that. Um, the you, you can't turn compliments into points. Um, we we've we've attracted some nice nice words. There, Danny Murphy on match of the day uh, during the FA Cup round, um, which obviously both teams we're talking about tonight did well in. Um, said we were the the, the best looking um, bottom of the league team he's ever seen, um, and 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 there's a, there's a certain kind of pride in that. We we knew as as when we spoke early in the season, we haven't got any money. Like we're not in the same we're not in the same realms. When I mean, you learn, you refer to yourself as Lonecastle United, we can't afford the wages of Danny Rose. Mm. We can't afford the wages of that. We just don't have that kind of backing. Um, we're completely self funded, um, and if if it hasn't come through merchandise, uh, ticket sales, and commercial things the club have done. We simply can't can't afford to bring bring the players in. So we always knew it was going to be a massive struggle, um, and we played such nice football um, for the preceding kind of eighteen months. The important thing for us was to not do a pullout poo- and and just shit ourselves and try and stay up best mm-hmm. we can. And instead, what we've done is we've taken the games teams, um, and we've turned a, a naivety doing that to, uh, to to actually being in most games most of the time. You know, we've been put away two or three times this season. A um, couple of times against Manchester United, weirdly, when they're not as good as they yeah. normally are. Um, uh, but you know, in the games against Tottenham um, and uh, in in the other games, uh, Chelsea, we lost narrowly three two. Tottenham, we were um, e- equal with for most of the game, lost like something like eighty eighth minute or something in midweek mm-hmm. the, the, the other day. You know, we we have been in and around all of the games. The fine margins have just been too much for us.
1: Yeah, uh, I think when you've got results, they seem to just be big games where you've turned up in. I think, obviously, start of the season, beating those must have been massive. The Man City game, which was just mental. <laughs> no one saw that coming yeah, in a million years. Yeah. Then I saw that you got draws against Spurs, Leicester and Arsenal. Is, yeah. is it frustrating where you turn up in these big games and then you can't put Bournemouth away or uh, put Villa away? Is it is it frustrating or do you, is it just, do you just have to take that with the wins?
2: To be, to be fair, it is... Um... We haven't, our performance levels haven't really differed. Like the results look a bit like we've turned up in the big games, but actually, what's happened is the marginal, those marginal fine margins and the, the bad luck and the being punished for mistakes, ironically, hasn't happened against the better teams. Mm. So when we beat City at home, one of the greatest league performances I've ever seen from, you know, 11, 11, 11 yellow shirts for, for 90 minutes, um, Sterling and Aguero missed first half chances that. If they put them away, and both you know both not sitters but goals goals you expect those players. Yeah. That I seem to remember score. them
1: gifting you a goal as well, didn't they? They did. The they, yeah, yeah they, sw- yeah. they
2: switched off in the second half, but um, but you know we we were in that game and it was a really tight game. But that was an example of well we didn't get punished in in that game. Um uh, and uh you know we have just beaten we just beaten Bournemouth one nil. They did actually miss two sitters. Um and, and so really should deserved on chances or easy chances to get a point, even though there was only really one team in, it was nearly 70% possession for for Norwich that game. Um, But but loads of those, like you mentioned, Villa, you know, we've we've had two defeats against Villa um, when there's been nothing between the teams in terms of possession, quality, time on the ball, chances Mm -hmm. created, you know, they they had five shots and scored five goals at Carrow Road earlier this season. And for the first hour, uh, it looked like it was only going to be one winner. Uh, You know, we were, were, I think, 2-1 down and and playing all the football. Um, It's just we haven't got enough depth in the squad to bring players on and kill games Uh, so we've I think we've thrown away seven winning positions this season um, which shows one we you know we've not quite got the quality it looks like to stay up although we're Far from mathematically down, we're only you know two two and a bit games adrift. That's nothing with you know over mm-hmm. ten games left, and um, and two um although I do think on balance we'll go down, and um, and two it shows that there's been seven games where we've been winning and not winning you know in the first minute at half time we've been winning. Michael J. For hope for the Warriors started back in
0: 06 at Camp Lejeune, military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans. And families with confidential, high-quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost to post 9-11 vets and their families. Over 91% of every dollar donated goes directly to the programs. If you're as concerned about
2: our heroes as I am, go to hopeforthewarriors.org. To these games, or mm-hmm. seven of these games we've been winning, so it just shows that you know we're good enough at this level, just about, but... What we don't have is that reserve of that last 20 minutes to bring on that third really good striker or that Mm -hmm. fourth really good midfielder. And we've got just about enough for a Premier League eleven, and that's about it. And that means that three or four of those lads need to be having one of the best games of their career to, to be at that level. And that's just that's just the wages we can afford to pay.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably clear to see when you watch Norwich week in week out. You play great football. You've got one or two brilliant players. I mean, Todd Cantwell. I don't think anyone knew who he was before this season, and he's been absolutely smashing it. Wendieer as well looks really good, and it looks like he's had big clubs sniffing around him. Puky, which we obviously know all about, seems to have gone through two massive purple patches and then a bit of a blank, but looks just like a great striker. Um, have you made any improvements in January? Uh,
2: oh, we've made uh, we've made we've added a couple of players in um uh, duda who is a slovakian international um who you you, pro- you might recognize cuz lucky have played England a few times recently um he's a decent number 10 uh, and he genuinely does seem to have be, been been an improvement he's only on loan um and he is just out of it. Um, I think it's Hertha Berlin. He's come from. He's been, been playing Bundesliga football, and he's a proper one-touch merchant. Like we were joking in his in his debut it was he was the was the win against Bournemouth. Um, it was almost like he he'd been told by the, the lads before the game. Oh, by the way, in the Premier League, you only had one touch. Like that's the rule. And he li- <laughs> literally like he'd, he'd had the ball eighteen times and he'd had eighteen touches. Um, he, he was really he was a, looked like a fantastic player, and he has fit in immediately, which you don't often see with loan signings. Um, the other lad we've bought. In is Lucas Rupp, who is a permanent. Um, and the, the the thinking of that is he's probably been bought in for a potential championship season next year. Um, mm-hmm. He's another one of those low risk, high reward players. Um, he's gone straight into the side um, and looks, you know, comfortable. But by no means have we added a player who you think is suddenly rocketed us up in terms of mm-hmm. ability to to turn a game.
1: And and if you did go down, do you think you would lose any of that current squad?
2: We would we would cash in. Um, that, that's the model. That, that's the only way we can survive. You know, we can't do what a Newcastle and and other teams have done, uh, West Ham, and, and keep loads of a Premier League squad. And I remember that the Newcastle squad with Shelby etc. in it um, just looked ridiculous in the yeah, championship. In the championship, it was ridiculous. It, it, yeah. it, it was just like, well, hang on, this is this is insane. It was like an FA Cup game every week. Um, but I remember that that Newcastle team at Carrow playing really well. But the um, we 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 will keep uh, several. Um, obviously, the parachute payment will help. Um, will help us keep a few of them, but some of the some of the younger lads. Ben Godfrey is worth a, a, an awful lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, Max Ahrens is worth an awful lot of money. Uh, Campwell will probably get a few few, few bids for because he scored the goals. But I actually think that he's probably got the most potential growth of the young lot. I, I think he could do another season of kicking on personally, because um, he hardly played last year. He he was on the fringes of things. He he wasn't part of our title winning. Uh, he you know he didn't score loads of key goals or what, like, he's not part of loads of the celebrations that you'll see on the highlights reel of our championship winning season um he really was on the fringes of things um and then this season he's kicked on level so for me i think that he's a bit like madison madison had a real highlight real season we waited and then he had an even better season and then we got the 20 odd million for him i think cabaret might be in a similar boat um but the likes of the likes of um of aarons and and, and godfrey i think we probably will will cash in on and and get tens of millions for them because they're young under twenty one internationals, and they've now got seas- nearly a season's worth of Premier League experience. But we are not, we are not down. You know, it's no, look, no. At, look at Southampton. as And um, you know, uh, Watford won one, three, or four on the bounce. It, you, you can you, a run of three or four games together, and all of a sudden we're within a point or two. Well, and, I wrote, and, I and I wrote
1: off both of those teams because they just looked abysmal. Mm. And I think the difference with you guys is you don't necessarily look abysmal.
2: <laughs> no, so, unless, unless you watch the Man United games. In both Man United games. <laughs> It, we looked like Swindon or Derby, like one of those awful Premier League mm-hmm. teams who don't, don't deserve to belong there. Didn't lay a glove on them. Had no, gave them too much respect. But in in genuinely nearly all of the game, and I'm you know I I get jib on our podcast for being more of a cynical pessimistic style fan. It, we're genuinely this is probably the best football we've played in the Premier League, including when we finished third and you know including those times in the early 90s when we were you know one of the better teams for the first two or three years of the premier league playing in europe and all the rest of it some of the football we play this season is is has been an extension of what we did last year it's been fantastic to watch mm-hmm. um but unfortunately we're watching it whilst we're 2-1 two, two, down you know mm-hmm. and 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 we we and there's been so many moments where you know uh, sam Byram, our, he's been a bargain 750 grand and he's now played the most games of 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 a left back of um in in the season he's now played more games than Lewis who he's kind of replaced um you know he's he's done brilliantly since he's coming from West Ham um but he's had two opportunities late in games to either get us a win or get us a draw and he's and you know he's a left back he's arriving at the back post he's you can't really hold it against him but they're two obvious things you point to and all of a sudden we're four points better off and we're we're within a win of getting out of the bottom three you know so it's fine margins in the Premier League we 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 it sound it sounds corny, but we we just genuinely need a bit of luck. You know, if we can just have a lucky two or three games on a bounce to just get us within touching distance, it is possible. Although I do think, on balance, it's a yeah. bit too much of an ask.
1: Well, I think the game at the weekend is a massive opportunity for you guys to start making up ground. Obviously, alluded to the earlier game in the season, I went down to Norwich. It was one of the worst performances I've ever seen, and I wish I'd never bothered. Um, I just seem to remember you just breaking our lines constantly. We couldn't get the ball off yet. Puky obviously just put away every chance. What's yeah. your memory of that game? How do you think you can replicate that in the game at St James's at the weekend?
2: Well, I actually think that um, D- Duda, who we talked about before, um, watch out for his first-time balls for, for, for Puky off the back shoulder because that was something that Newcastle couldn't live with. And it, and, and I remember thinking after the game, um, they should have watched our our video catch up because I told you on on that on that <laughs> podcast. Um, about uh, him on the la- last shoulder. As as the midfielder gets the ball, watch that. He he makes the run just before the ball comes to him. And that was exactly how he scored two of his three goals against Newcastle. Um, and uh, Duda is one who will play the ball early. Wendy is in probably the richest vein of form of a, an Orange midfielder for a very, very long time. Um, and he's second statistically only to De Bruyne this season in the Premier League for chances created and successful passes, etc. cetera. Um, which just goes to show if we maybe could afford two strikers of pookie or a Pukki and a half, we probably mm. wouldn't be in the bottom three. You know, we are creating chances. That has not been a problem for us at all. It's just taking them. Um So, yeah, I, I, I honestly think we've got a very good chance of, of coming away with three points, if, if not one, because the one thing this team doesn't do, um it, they play with no fear. They, they they will play attractive football no matter what the score is. They will play patient football. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm confident that... We've also won two of the last three. You know, one, one being in the FA Cup, but you know, they, it was a Premier League team. We, we you know we knocked out a Premier League team, mm-hmm. so we've won t- two games in the last three. three. So, I'd, I think I think it will be it'll be a good game. And what with you making a couple of loan signings, I, I would think that the your, your place will be jumping. What's happening with the takeover? Is that is that anywhere near to be <laughs> well, known?
1: That was actually going to be my last. I was going to ask you for a, a yes or no answer as to whether you think it's going to happen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I well, mean. Okay. Yeah, um, obviously we've been bitten, feels like millions of times, about takeovers. They always seem to come around either season ticket renewal times or transfer windows as a bit of a smokescreen. Yeah, it's, it's weird. And they've said that it should be, we should have had a resolution to this by the end of the transfer window, which again is convenient timing. I do genuinely think we've had interest for the club the the issue you've got is we get a lot of chances try and buy us like the first amanda staveley bid where they just they didn't have enough money and then we had this um new emirate group the bzg group um who claimed that they tried to buy liverpool a while ago and they said they had the money and that it was all agreed and everything like that but it turns out they were just waste of space as well Um this one does feel a bit different because ashley always said you won't hear about the takeover in the news and then it'll take months and months and months. It'll just happen, and it'll be announced. And I'm a solicitor myself. I deal with these sorts of transactions. You don't. You're not allowed to talk about it. So there's no reason it would ever really get out, unless the parties, well, unless there was some sort of leak or you know it was deliberate. So is it going to happen? It's fifty-fifty for me. You just you just never know with these things. Um, you do checks on the company. You do checks on all the debts and everything like that. There's definitely skeletons in the closet of the club and with Mike Ashley, so it could well be that we've had three or four willing buyers come along and they've just looked at the books of the club and gone, you know what, I don't want to touch this with a badge, pole." Yeah. So I, I do think it's Ashley. He wants someone to come and pay over the odds. He wants someone to put down £350 million in cash immediately, which not many people can do. Um, even, the more, even Mike Ashley himself wouldn't be able to do that. But this new person is allegedly um, got a trillion-pound royal fund behind him, probably fueled by murder and all sorts of horrible things. But I think we just don't know. Obviously so there, that, dream so there
2: it. lies where I come down on, on this sort of thing. And there's, um, we were talking before press and record. Uh, about uh, our our podcast, uh, Long Come Norwich and, and Long Come Norwich podcast came out of the fan group that creates all the fan the the, the banners and the flags and the crowdfunding for the atmosphere at the, at the ground, um, and we uh, we we all agree, and we we are called you know, pointless vermin and and scum and. Uh,
0: for the Millers, movie nights were once tradition. Now Sarah could hardly get through the opening credits, not on that old couch. But one day while shopping on QVC.com, she learned Lazy Boy recliners had slimmed down a bit. And in just a few clicks, Sarah got her Lazy Boy chair and a popcorn maker and a soundbar by Bose. And with one quick trip to QVC.com, movie night and Sarah's back were saved. Shop QVC.com slash podcast and use code QVC20podcast for $20 off $40 for new customers. This is shopping brought to life.
2: And, and and you know uh, the fans fans of the club and and all the rest of it. But we all do agree that it's it's better the devil you know. And Delia and Michael um, are majority joint shareholders. They can't they can't pump in. They've got a few million, which is better, more than you and I've got. Even on a solicitor's wage, it's more than we've got. But a few million is, is 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 like one player for one player's wages for for a year, not even the fee. You know, it, we we just cannot compete in that way. And mm-hmm. there are some Norwich fans who are desperate for us to sell up to to anyone. But you mentioned it there. You know, murder, corruption, oil. I don't. I I, I like the identity that we have, which is kind of that um, we can't quite afford to be in the big boys. We are in the top twenty six biggest clubs in the country in terms of support and st- and statistically we're always either in the prem or nearly in the prem but other than that mm. one mental thing we went down to league one and we brought back up again um and we did that obviously consecutively other, other than that we've been there or thereabouts for about 20 odd 30 well, 35 years now we've been roughly in the top 26 clubs in the country and that means that sometimes we'll be at the table and sometimes we'll be at the kiddies table like, like next door mm. to it and that's kind of our identity and the reason I'm saying that is because I almost feel as a as a neutral fan when it comes to Newcastle, and um, I will miss there not being like a clown car operation running the club. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> how long has it actually been? Was it 12, 14 years yeah, now? Yeah,
1: 2008, I believe it was. Two, two, okay, two, so, but, two, yeah,
2: so about yeah, yeah, so about twelve, thirteen years. What I guess? Um and. <laughs> Uh, but that and that's who you are like that that's that's mm. so now that that's kind of the the newcastle fan experience and therefore the the kind of reference like and newcastle have got reputation as fans for being almost blindly passionate and and voicing their opinion and not necessarily getting heard so part of me is really interesting to see what the next chapter might bring mm. but but other than my only kind of note of caution for those that say look sell up at any cost etc you, you 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 don't know what you're going to get that you know there are more examples of takeovers that look at the league's league position in three or four years time would they have said yes with hindsight um then there yeah, are yeah it, it is a tricky one it's, end up it's with Leicester.
1: yeah the grass isn't always greener i mean the grass we're currently on is bleak yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah and it, 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 it yeah very very brown it, it yeah. is a difficult one. Um, Obviously, I think a lot of people forget this, but the reason Mike Ashley bought the club, obviously he did it as an investment, but the reason we had to sell was because they'd racked up so much debt. Yeah. The club was badly run. Um, and, you know, Mike Ashley came in and he... He didn't quite clear the debt. He transferred it to different companies and things like this. But he, he did put us on a solid footing, and we're never going to go bankrupt under Mike Ashley. Y- you know that, and you know there's you've seen the horror stories we were talking to Oxford fan last week about burying and clubs like that. Where you think bloody hell, it could be a lot worse. Yeah. Um, I just think a lot. I just think a lot of our fans we're just a lot of us are just bored, or we're just completely detached from the club. You've got season ticket holders of forty plus years saying I don't want to go anymore because it's just pointless. Why should I try when we've got an owner who is one of the top. 20 richest people in the country and he just doesn't care and i think yeah it's difficult because obviously you've got i know with the man city owner um obviously it's not the same nation and things like that but same part of the world same sort of owner i know that he has actually done quite a lot in the community as well um and brought a bit of a buzz and he hasn't just pumped money in and not done anything else so yeah it is difficult and would i be entirely comfortable with having an, an owner who has allegedly um, had journalists killed and done all sorts of horrible things. It's like, well, Mike Ashley's not a saint either, but it le- does leave he a, a bit of a sour taste.
2: Ashley would have definitely done that if he thought he could yeah, get... We know, he yeah, we don't know. He hasn't murdered
1: anyone. Yeah, it is it is a really difficult one. And I think a lot of our fans will just see the football side of it. We're getting you on. And do you know what? If he comes in and he pumps loads of money into the club... Um, a lot of our fans will probably say, "I don't care how many people he kills if we signed Killian and Bat and he's smashing them in, in front of the Gallagher." Yeah. Uh, it'd leave a bit of a sour taste with me, but you know, I think the football comes first. You give them a chance. If they are really horrible and you think, do "You know what? This wasn't worth it," you know, you, you never know, do you? It is a really difficult one. I, I could go on and on about it, but I, I really hope it happens. Um, I'm, I'm at that age where I've only ever really known the later sort of Bobby Robson years and and then mike ashley so i've never really i've never seen us in a cup final i've never really don't really remember us in the champions league a lot i remember us playing in the europa league under alan pardew which was an absolute delight yeah um, so I, yeah it would just be nice to try something new even even if it wasn't someone like a massive trillionaire like this bloke is someone who sees us as newcastle united and not just a branch of his own business and i think that's the main thing for our club because I spoke to Man United fan before we played them and they get a lot of grief about the way they criticise the Glazers and Ed Woodward and people say, you've okay. chucked in hundreds of millions of pounds, how can you complain? And they say similar things to Newcastle fans really, which is we're buying players to sell shirts, we're buying players to build the corporate brand of Manchester United instead of just building up... keep a... being What's the richest
2: it? club in the world rather yeah. than... and you can understand
1: a it a little club. bit. Obviously, it's completely different levels to you know Newcastle and then Norwich as well. And I think that's that's it with Newcastle. We I, I appreciate that we're in a lot better position than a lot of clubs are. But when you look at it, you go, this man does not care about football. He's not a footballing man. He just wants to f- make as much money as humanly possible, rip the heart out of the club. Um, you know, he's, he's asset-stripping the club. The most recent thing he's done, just to give you one example, the Strawberry Place, which is the bit of land... Uh, Behind the Gallagher stand, which is basically the the whole view of this You can always see St. James's Park from the city and it's basically because of that view He's flogged that off to a company where him and his brother have got a stake in it I think um, and they're going to develop it all build big high-rises and then flog it So that sounds really above board (laughs) Yeah, so he's basically said well, I've sold it for seven million pound I've made the club seven million pound and it's going to become a 300 million pound development And they're going to sell it on and you just think you Mm. just don't care um, and I mean, the council hasn't helped with things like that. But yeah, I, I, I really hope the takeover is gonna happen. It's all under wraps. Journalists are saying completely different things. At the end of the day, no one has a clue. Um, but just to wrap it up, the, the difference with this one, I think, is that the a news site that broke it was the Wall Street Journal this time okay. around, okay. which you think doesn't get much more reliable than that. Whereas last time it was just one Sun journalist who broke it. Because he's Doesn't got get less reliable than
2: that. <laughs> exactly.
1: So you just, you do get these little drips of information where you start to build your optimism up again. Um, but I, I'm trying not to get my hopes because we've been bitten too many times. But um, yeah, under Mike Ashley, made a few transfers. Team's pretty horrible, but we seem to pick up results game on game. And you start to think we're two thirds through the season. Is this a fluke or are we genuinely. OK, somehow. <laughs> um, just quickly, what have you made of Newcastle this year? Do you think we've made good transfers? Do you think we'll stay up? Uh,
2: it's, I, I, it's too early to tell. I, I think you know, the win against Chelsea, there's, there's been some signs of of life recently, obviously, that you, you think you can probably build on and kick on with. But then you don't have to look very far back into the results I was looking at before until you see a couple of things where you think, well, as you mentioned, their games that they really should have picked up points with. I, I think Newcastle are in that bottom... 10, 11, including Saints, really. Yes, Saints have been on an incredible run. Would anyone be genuinely surprised if they lost six on the bounce? No. You know, I I think that bottom 11 or 12 teams, um, there's three going down from that. I think Watford, Norwich and Bournemouth are currently the three that, I know it's easy to say that because they're down there. Mm -hmm. I think they probably will be the three that go eventually. But I, I also wouldn't be surprised at all if a team that's currently in 10th or 11th does end up needing something on the last day of the season to stay up. It is that tight.
1: Yeah, I'd put you in. I'd put you in the bottom three still. Um, I think Bournemouth as well. I've been saying they would go down for years and years and years. They were dreadful. And they we had, them just... last,
2: we had two Saturdays ago. They were awful. They were They've so bad.
1: They've been awful. They've been awful all season. I know Callum Wilson hasn't scored for something like nine, ten games, or has only scored one goal in that yeah, time. But but just, just,
2: he had his first shot on target against us since October.
1: Yeah, it's that's just unheard of. You you think of Bournemouth as being quite an attacking good side, similar to what you'd think of Norwich, but they're just not bad. So I, I'd put you two down there, and I, I I thought we would go down at the start of the season. I don't think we will now. I think we've shown that we can fluke enough points, and I think we've made good transfers. We do have good players. We just for some reason just can't keep the ball. I don't know if it's Bruce's tactics or nerves or whatever. We just we just can't control the game. So I think with this game. That could be it's a problem on Saturday. That could be a problem on
2: Saturday. Yeah, because because we we, we we want the ball all the time, and and the, the teams that we struggle against are the ones who um will uh give us the ball rather than can't hold on to the ball. If mm-hmm. you see know what I mean, um you know the ones who are super super defensive, we we struggle sometimes to break down. Um but it, you know we're away from home, and any away any away point against the, in the Premier League is is uh, is crucial. I I'm hopeful mm-hmm. of a score draw and And if we' in you know if if the wind blows in the right direction, you never know we might just sure. nick a win but i I think we'll be coming home with with at least a point on Saturday,
1: oh fair enough, well, we'll be five at the back, hard to break down, but you will have the lion's share of possession again, even though we should be having more possession at home, but we just can't, we just can't do it. I don't know why maybe these new signs will make a difference. I don't think the personally will in terms of possession will be good on the break um I, I fancy. I think it's going to be a dull game, weirdly. I think it's going to be a lot of you with the ball, passing it side to side, trying to break the lines, but we'll just stand there. Um, but I, I fancy us to nick it 1-0. That's my personal prediction. But uh, I, I like Norwich. I, I do hope you guys stay up because you do play good football. And I hate the teams who get promoted and then just stick 11 men behind the ball and hope for the best because what's the point of getting promoted if you're not going to have a goal?
2: 100%. That's exactly what we didn't want to do. And we will go down playing lovely stuff if we go down... And um, we'll stay up playing lovely stuff if we stay up. But the, the important thing is we we really do seem to have a culture now. This is third season of a row of playing, you know, a, a very identifiable style. And and there's something nice in that. There's something nice in everyone. St- the more teams that watch us, the more away fans and home fans that we go to play in front of. Going, actually, yeah, that's some of the nicest stuff we've seen someone play. Thanks for mm-hmm. thanks for the three points that we got against you. And um, but whilst we beat, <laughs> but what you, a lovely game! Kind of stuff, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. I think that's probably a, f- a fair place to leave it. I will ask you the question again. One word, is our takeover going to happen from someone who has no vested interest in it whatsoever? No. Okay. I mean, you could have said yes, but that's fine. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> right. Well, we'll leave it there. Thanks very much for coming on again. All the best cheers, for Saturday then. and hopefully you're leaving with no
2: points. Okay, cheers, mate. Take care now. Thanks. Thanks, bye.